Hi, welcome to my podcast, A Journey with Vanessa Chu. Please follow and subscribe to my show if you haven't done that yet. I would really appreciate it. This is the second episode in my series about grief. And I've been talking about the book I'm revisiting this year called You Are Here, Discovering the Magic of the Present Moment by Thich Nhat Hanh. The reason I decided to do a bunch of episodes about grief is because I wanted to be honest about the journey I've been on over the last few months. And I also think we need to talk about grief in healthy ways. And I think we need to make it okay to talk about uncomfortable things we experience as humans um, that are just a part of life. In last week's episode, I talked about my experience at the start of this grief journey I'm on and how I was learning to honor and embrace every emotion I was feeling, being present with those emotions without judging them. I needed to find a way to soften the hate I was feeling about the grieving process and sit with my emotions. If you haven't listened yet, check out that episode first before diving into this one. There was a part of me that didn't want to face the grief and sadness and pain. It wasn't that I was in denial about this relationship ending. I knew and was very aware that the relationship I had with this person was over, but I didn't want to feel those uncomfortable emotions that came along with the grief and loss. I wanted to skip over that part altogether. But in a section of Tick's book, he writes, We should not try to escape from our pain. We should look at it directly. Looking at suffering deeply, we will have deep insight into its nature. And the path of transformation and healing will present itself to us. Looking at pain directly and looking at suffering deeply, that does not sound fun at all. So what I ended up doing was packing my days and my weeks really full, which was great because I was keeping busy and I didn't want to be sitting at home the whole day feeling sad. And I was seeing and connecting with people who were important to me and who were helping me through this. But packing my schedule full was not great because I knew what I was doing. I was avoiding my emotions. I was trying to escape from the pain. Sometimes distractions are good and sometimes they're not. In this case, distractions and keeping busy were good for a period of time, but I knew that eventually I needed to face the pain. I could not go at this pace forever and then end up feeling burned out and sad. I just wasn't ready yet to find the gold in the garbage to learn from the pain and to learn from this relationship heartbreak. I know that pain is a great teacher when I think about my past relationship heartbreaks and all the other forms of loss I've experienced, um, losing jobs, losing loved ones. I definitely felt pain and I learned from those losses, maybe not right away, But in hindsight, there was something to learn. So what was I supposed to learn this time around? I pondered that question a lot, and I still do. Um, In the times where 
I chose to sit with my pain early on in the grieving process, one of the things I learned um, was about myself. I discovered that through the hurt, frustration, confusion um, that I felt come up in the process, the underlying emotion there was sadness an immense feeling of sadness that might sound really simple or obvious, but I also discovered that the grief and sadness comes from caring, caring deeply for that other person and what we shared. I don't know if you've heard of the beach ball analogy, but it's a really great image to help explain what happens when you suppress avoid and ignore pain and uncomfortable emotions. So think about an inflatable beach ball. The beach ball is going to symbolize emotions. For example, all the uncomfortable emotions I was feeling in this grieving process that I hated and that I wanted to avoid. And let's say I'm at the pool with this beach ball and I'm trying to hold the beach ball underwater, just like I'm trying to suppress Um, and avoid my emotions. I don't want to deal with them and I'm going to ignore them and push them down deeper. So I'm pushing the beach ball deeper in the water. But as soon as I let go of the ball, what's going to happen? It's going to shoot out of the water and probably hit me or someone else in the face. And it's probably going to hurt. The more we avoid certain emotions, the stronger they get. The more I try to hold down that beach ball underwater, the more it's going to want to come right back up. And I'm going to get pretty tired trying to hold it underwater for a long time. Just like it takes a lot of energy to suppress emotions. There were days where I came home and I was exhausted because I was trying to hide my sadness and pain and keep from crying when I was out in public. And it was a lot of work to wear that mask and pretend that everything was okay when I didn't feel okay. I needed to let that beach ball come up to the surface. I needed to face my emotions. I needed to allow myself the time and space for me to feel all of the uncomfortable emotions. And that is an act of self-love and self-compassion. Tick writes, what is love? Love is treating your heart with a great deal of tenderness, with understanding, love, and compassion. If you cannot treat your own heart this way, how can you treat your partner with understanding and love? I made a choice to work with the grief I was feeling instead of avoiding because I know that experiencing all the feelings and emotions that come up naturally help me recalibrate and get me a little bit closer to healing in a healthy way. What we avoid now will come back around later. It'll show up in different ways in our lives, whether we realize it or not. But if we learn to face what we avoid with curiosity and compassion, instead of fear and judgment, that's where we can find healing and freedom. Another friend I spoke with who helped me greatly throughout this process said to me that this grieving process is like following 
a rabbit in a maze. I can either speed up the process and feel better right away for maybe even a few months and then face a big explosion of grief and sadness later, or I can hop on and go with the flow of the grief journey. I obviously wanted to speed up the process at first. I wanted to speed up the process because I wanted to escape the pain and skip over all the hard parts. But I know it wasn't going to work that way. And I really didn't want to make the decision to rush myself through the grief and suppress and avoid the uncomfortable emotions, but then have those emotions blow up in my face later, hurting myself and potentially other people in my life. I tried my best to take it one day at a time, and I gradually let myself be with what I was feeling. And I had some moments of intense emotions, and I decided to face my pain and just let myself cry. I told myself that I wouldn't suppress anything I was feeling and that what I was feeling was valid. I'm going to go on a side tangent here and talk about crying before I wrap up because crying is actually something I used to also suppress and hide from others. And it was probably because I used to get teased a lot about crying when I was younger. So I've learned that crying is not a sign of weakness. It tells us that we're human and we have emotions and feelings about things. We can look at crying as information. It's a signal that's telling us something. I was crying a lot during the first month or so of this grieving process, and I knew why. It was because I was sad, and I was going through a roller coaster of emotions every day. I was grieving the absence of this person in my life. One of my friends would always tell me, just let it out, just let all the tears out. Even though I was so tired of crying and so exhausted because crying is really draining, I would just let those tears flow until I felt like I couldn't cry anymore. And crying also helped relieve the emotional pressure and also the physical pressure I was feeling in my body. Crying was also a sign to me that I needed support. I knew I needed and wanted people to help me in this journey. And like I mentioned in last week's episode, I asked for support right away. Thank you for listening. If you think this episode would be helpful for someone in your life, please share it with them. Next week, I will be talking about making peace with beginnings and endings. And if you'd like support on your journey through grief and loss, discover how I can help you by booking a call with me through the link in the show notes.